Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this the latest episode of the HR Tech Chat video podcast. And with me today, I have Adam Famularo, who is CEO of WorkFusion. Welcome, Adam. Thanks, Brett. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to uh, today's discussion. We're, we're going to be talking about uh, AI in the workplace and uh, how the rubber's really meeting the road right now. And I'm really looking forward to this topic. Um, perhaps before we dive in, if you could provide our, our audience just with a little bit of a background about who you are, what WorkFusion is, this sort of thing. And I think this will provide a nice segue for us. Sure. So, look, uh, my name is Adam Famular. I'm the CEO of WorkFusion. Um, I've been a technology executive for the last uh, 25 years uh, of my life. And the, the last seven or so uh, before this, I was a, a CEO of a data governance software company that I, I helped found uh, with, with another close colleague. Uh, and then this company, WorkFusion, I took over about two years ago. Um, WorkFusion has um, brilliant AI software that was born out of uh, MIT labs. And uh, they built this, this great platform that can help us build what we call digital workers for the workforce. And since I've joined, working with our customers, we kind of identified a specific area, which is financial crimes. Mm. And financial crimes is where there's a lot of bad guys. Um, there is a lot of need for, for, for real automation. Um, it's a very heavily regulated space, and it's very hard to find talent to do these jobs. So, so we found it to be a perfect area for us to put our uh, area of expertise to play um, and build out deep, rich digital workers that can come to work for you doing the roles of things like sanction screening and KYC. Interesting, interesting. You know, um, the bad guys never sleep. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, it's really interesting. Uh, and we're going to get into that and uh, why this type of a role called a role for AI is maybe it's, maybe it's better suited to AI than people. But first, just want to kind of let's scope out just a little bit. WorkFusion is essentially intelligent automation for the enterprise. Um, just for our audience, uh, could you describe, just kind of describe what that is? So if you think of uh, enterprise AI, um, it's something that is um, more of a open platform, an open model that you can train, that we can train to be able to do a specific job role and task. The reason why I say it that way is if you look at some consumer applications like a, like a product like ChatGPT, which is very familiar out there at this point, um, it's more of a closed box. You actually don't know what's in the model. Um, you don't know where your data is going. Um, it's a very different type of an environment than an enterprise-grade AI where companies need to know about where their data is going, how it's being used. And then on the offset is how is the machine learning model actually working, right? Um, okay. So it isn't a black box. It's actually an open box. Mm. We have provided our own level of training and working with other companies uh, in the industry. But at the end of the day, each one of our uh, enterprise customers can really fine tune the model to be what they need it to be for their enterprise. Interesting. Okay. You talked about closed box and uh, or black box and uh, an open box. I've heard, you know, trans transparency, white box, black box. Um, you know, some organizations, they can explain their own AI. Uh, or they can explain why their AI reached various conclusions or, or made certain decisions, whereas 
some AI, you they're not able to do that, which is a little bit worrisome. <laughs> um, and we hear terms out there in the wild, explainable AI, a lot of companies in the HCM space, I think HireView was the first one to come out with a sort of a, an explainability statement for their AI, which is interesting. Um, this is kind of uh, interesting tangents. We can get into these in a little bit, but but in the meantime, uh, thinking about the financial crimes piece of it that uh, that you sort of that you've sort of tasked your AI with with uh, with with tackling, um, why should why is why is AI uh, well suited to this particular um, this particular type of need? Why should we be why should we be okay? With um, with AI sort of doing this instead of people, and by the way, I agree that we should be, but I'm but I'm curious what the what the thinking is here because I want our audience to really understand sort of there's a lot of sort of concern out there around AI taking certain jobs and this sort of thing, and it's actually a lot different. So this might be a way to kind of um, kind of represent this to people. Uh, it, it's a it's a very, very uh, hot topic right now, Brent. And it's something that I find myself talking about quite a bit. Um, at, at, at the high level, first, I'll give you kind of my my take on, on what we're doing around financial crimes, and then we can talk deeper and broader as you want to go. Um, but specifically, when we were researching where we should fine tune our AI models and make the biggest impact in the environment, we, we circled back to the same thing over and over again within our large customers, which was all around financial crimes. As you said earlier, the bad guys do not sleep. Um, they're continuously trying to break into whether it's banks or other companies and, and have false transactions go through. Um, with the amount, uh, with the, the latest Russia-Ukraine war, the amount of sanctions that are being created have skyrocketed. All that have grown in sanctions um, and know your customer or KYC, and there's not enough people to do the work. Um, it's tedious work. It's work that you literally sit in there clicking a button over and over and over again. And in doing that, it's very easy to make mistakes or miss something. Um, so, and then you add on top of it that it's all regulated, right? And 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 you, you have government regulators coming in to survey the work, and they want to see what was done and why that decision was made. Um, so, if, when you add all those different components together, it really made sense for us to really find a way to, to automate that work by using our digital workers. And that's exactly what we did. We worked with dozens of banks, which are, you know, they're the, the main focal point in financial crimes or banks. So, you know, we, we focused on them first and we built out what we call our five digital workers mm. that do the actual job roles of sanction screening or KYC of know your customer. And we've given them names and faces so that you know they can easily be adopted to the to the enterprise because they need to be able to work with humans. Right? Mm -hmm. We have something called human and loop that makes them the, the humans understand their role and how their roles are changing in the process. Where you know now they get they work with the digital workers versus having to do the tedious work themselves. Right? They give them coaching and guidance on yes, this is okay or no, this is not. But they don't have to sit there and click you know, at the button over and over and over again. So what it does is it allows the humans to take more higher end work, which is more valuable work, where they can ultimately make more money and be more rewarded in the enterprise while you leave the tedious work to, to the AI digital workers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this does make a lot of sense. And, and you know, 
a few things. So first of all, we're, we, the labor market has been strange for a while now where we have, you know, there's been sort of talk about, you know, economic uncertainty and these sorts of things. But at the same time, uh, in various pockets of the, of the labor market, there have been labor shortages. And I just can't imagine attracting talent, attracting people to do the type of work that you just described. That's just not something that most people are going to gravitate to. Um, and so that's one thing. Uh, secondly, the bad guys are using bots, probably. They're probably using, you know, technology. to. So it's not just a person at a, you know, we, we've all seen, you know, the the, the diehard movie, movies or whatever with the, the, the hacker genius that's at the computer, but it's not necessarily that. It's, you know, it's all sorts of things. So you have that too. Another thing that's really interesting is that, and this occurred to me, uh, viewers of the podcast know that we usually have conversations with our guests before we have the actual recording. In a previous uh, sort of conversation that you and I had, Adam, uh, it got me to thinking that, you know, we have this romanticized sort of um, story that, uh, you know, the person, the self-made person that started at the ground up, uh, started at the ground, the bottom of a company and learned the entire business and eventually became CEO or something like that. Um, but, and, you know, that might change a little bit in the future as AI matures and gets uh, more and more sophisticated. But at the same time, um, I'm thinking about what you described. And I'm just, I don't know if somebody could, would necessarily ever have to do that particular job and still learn the business, be able to learn the business and, and rise to the top. Yeah. And, and, and Brent, look, having kids in college and going through that process, you know, I still see that, that there will still be those growth curves. There will still be, you know, new landing jobs. They'll just be augmented with AI. And, and the fun mm -hmm. part, is that I'm, I'm looking at my daughter that that's in college right now, and she's already, you know, using AI as part of who she is and what she's doing. And it's like, you know, by the time the kids come out of school, they're going to be already using AI and they're going to be looking to how they can use it in the workforce as well. So I, I, I think it's to me, the bigger challenge is going to be kind of teaching people that are currently in those jobs of how do we how do I go from here to here? And mm -hmm. I think we as good social citizens have to spend the time in, in helping people learn and grow and really, you know, encourage them to 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 engage in this this new world as, as we change and adjust. Very similar to what we did when when the Internet first came out and when email first came out. Yeah. It, it's got a lot of similarities to that. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're sort of we're. Um... Uh, with with your children in college they're they're digital natives you know they you know uh, i i think I, we may both be generation x i think and uh we we kind of understand what it was before um and what it is now um and uh but a lot of people alive today that have no no concept of what it was previously except you know in photos and old movies and this sort of thing so you know we're dealing with an entirely different um uh, generation that 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 you know the, coexists with technology in a different way than we do, and so uh, you bring up a really, really good point. Um, now, you wrote an article for Forbes very recently. It's time to lean into AI, not take a pause. And, um, and I love the I love the the title. You know, and we all uh, well, a lot of us, maybe the nerds, <laughs> we saw that that news. Uh, a lot of the sort of the 
the uh, the, the thought leaders in the space, like Elon Musk and others, were saying they signed a letter. It was time to take a pause with AI. And there, you know, maybe there is some stuff with AI where we just have to slow the roll a little bit. But but I'm really curious um, of what you meant by that because I I happen to agree that it's time to kind of lean in uh, to AI. What what is what is your thought process there? What's the rationale? So I, as you can imagine, running an AI software company, I'm really in the front and center of this. I'm, um, I'm, I'm at every conference. I'm, I'm in every big dialogue about it. I, I, I did not sign the letter. Um, I, and I, I don't believe in hitting a pause because a pause, the pause is the pause to nowhere. It's not going to do anything different, right? Um, at, at the end of the day, um, AI is in front of us. It's really in its infancy. So realizing that right now as a nation, we are leading the way, right? But there's other nations, I don't need to name them, but they're right behind us. Mm -hmm. And any, any pause that we hit is not going to pour parlay over to them hitting applause. If anything, they will catch us and pass us. Mm -hmm. And this is the next frontier, right? We need to dominate in AI. We need to lean in right now. And, and fixing the... The, the nuances of how we use it, bringing, you know, our morals into how AI, you know, works in the future is something that we should address. And we should use this time to figure out, you know, what is that moral code that we want to teach AI as AI does grow up and mature? Um, you know, we need to do that and we need to take the social responsibility to do that. But just hitting a pause is not the way to actually get that activity done. The way you yeah. actually get it done is by continuing to drive forward and do that work at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer of, you know, lean into AI and, and let's continue to see how this thing is going to adapt and change as it goes, you know, from its infancy to its to its teenage years. Yeah. I love what you said about, you know, teaching AI uh, sort of a moral code, I think you said. And and you're absolutely right. I wonder whether this this uh, highly publicized, you know, call to put a pause on AI uh, may have the desired of, or may have an unintended but desirable effect of causing us to lean into AI very, very heavily because it, it is important to to, to pay close attention to AI and really intentionally uh, guide its development right now. So I think you're absolutely right. Leaning into AI is the absolute uh, correct way of looking at it. We've, we've covered AI a lot on this podcast, especially last year. And, uh, and one of the things that's really interesting that I learned is that, uh, and that we talked about with various guests, is this, this idea that we need to inform AI with as broad of a uh, representation of, of human sentiment as possible, as soon as possible, right now. And that that means all, as many viewpoints as possible, some that, that we may agree with, some that we may not agree with, so that AI can represent as broad of a cross-section of humanity as possible. And you can only do that by leaning, leaning into AI, not by, by kind of, just pausing, and you're absolutely right. We won't name the, the countries, but there are other countries that are definitely uh, pursuing AI as well. Um, so we have an opportunity to lead this in a direction that's, you know, that's um, uh, 
this might not be the right word egalitarian, but something, you know, to be, <laughs> to be very representative and inclusive. Inclusive is the word I was looking for. Very inclusive. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you have to say around that. Um, um, and I think vigilance is probably also important to be very, very, to have an, a vigilant attitude toward AI. AI is going to uh, develop itself in a way. So it's very important to kind of be in there in the, um, have some skin in the game as humans. Um, let's, let's, let's shift gears a little bit here because there's a really interesting angle uh, in this whole discussion around, um, around humans and the workforce and what, what the future holds for humans in the workforce. And I think I happen to be one, and I think you agree uh, of these optimists. I think that we're going to see ever better uh, ever more um, uh, satis satisfying work for humans in the workforce uh, over the coming years. And we're going to, uh, uh, as AI has the ability to kind of take up the slack with some of this tedious, um, maybe we call it yeoman's work. Um, what are your thoughts around around uh, uh, workforce or uh, workforce upskilling, these kinds of things? What is your view on all that? Look, I, I'm a big, big believer of continuous education, right? So I feel like we're learning beings and we have to continue to learn as, as the world around us changes. Um, and we can't let our, ourselves, our natural state of being comfortable, right? Um, that's kind of where, where you get stuck, right? So we have to continuously make ourselves uncomfortable and, and put ourselves in environments where we're learning and growing as, as human beings. Um, so for me in, in the workforce, you know, as new technologies come in, whatever those technologies may be right now, this is AI that we're talking about, but um, trust me, there'll, there'll be many more new technologies that come out in the future. You know, we always need to be able to understand how do we use that to become better at what we do and enhance what we do and continuously change ourselves through self-learning and education. Mm -hmm. So, so to me, that's the core construct, um, I'm personally um, working on partnerships with other like education companies um, mm. that can help us when we go into a new company or a new bank and and bring in our digital workers. So how can we then train the existing people that might be doing that job to 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 alter their work and augment their work with these mm. digital workers and help them take some more higher end work within the bank? Um, so that's a, a big part of our process is is that changing, evolving system right now. This is really fascinating to me. Uh, it's it's wonderful to hear sort of a for instance of this and in, um, in uh, you know, in the present. Uh, not too long ago, uh, just a few short years ago, uh, before joining 360 Insights, I, I worked at one of the large uh, one of the large uh, learning management system. Uh, talent management companies, and we had a thought leadership and in in strategy group. And I was working with some folks in there. We were coming up with ideas around, around you know, AI, frankly, and how to how to talk about AI in the in, in within the framework of human capital management and and on the job learning and all these sorts of things. And it's really interesting. We uh, one of the things that we kind of um, landed on was this idea that well, it's going to become it. it it's, it will become necessary for people to upskill themselves. That that that's something that's going to be necessary, but it's also an opportunity. And um, and if people can upskill themselves and focus on that upskilling, well, it's going to uh, mean a lot of great things for uh, 
for the future of work because they're going to learn how to um, they're they're going to be able to to focus on those more human things. We talked about soft skills and all this kind of stuff. And what's interesting to me here is, you know, there's a lot of technology out there that can help with this. So we hear a lot about in this space, they're called self-evolving skills ontologies. They're AI, they're actually AI powered. There are a few uh, companies in the space that's sort of a, uh, of a of an offshoot of uh, talent marketplaces. And, yeah. you know, if you go into an organization and you apply a self-evolving uh, skills ontology to the workforce, um, you can have a really, really good idea of who is capable of being upskilled in what ways and be really efficient with that. And you can really uh, sort of sort of uh, side skirt or uh, uh, avoid having to sort of make, you know, sort of butcher knife style changes. You can really be surgical and very intentional and strategic with how you're upskilling your people. So as you bring AI into that work, into that workforce environment, uh, like a work work fusion type type of scenario or or others, you're going to have a well thought out sort of way forward for your employees um, to to be able to continue to contribute to the organization in various ways, and you're also going to save on. Um, on talent acquisition costs, because you're only going to be hiring new people when you absolutely need to, because you're really going to understand what you have internally. Oh, that all makes sense. And, and it would fit really nicely in with what we do. Um, so you might have some partnerships you could, you could send my way as well, because look at, at the end of the day, you know, we're going to help, you know, the humans in the workforce get better jobs, do more productive jobs, feel more empowered, as well as work with them through this transition into working with AI, um, mm. versus thinking it's going to just replace them. Yeah. Exciting times ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for uh, for approaching me about it, where I think this is a wonderful episode. Can't wait for it to go live and for our audience to have an opportunity to view it. You got it. Thanks for having me, Brent. It was a pleasure and always welcome to come back and talk more. So, oh, yeah. Absolutely. One conversation that's going to be changing. So I do see I see a repeat guest in the future here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Adam. Thanks, Brent. Take care.